Welcome back for another edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Turkin, alongside my partner, Joe Serrera. Well, Joe, uh, getting ready for week four here of the NCHSAA season. The private schools have been going for an extra week. Uh, They did the week zero thing. But uh, the big surprise here, Grimsley, the number one team in the poll, surpassing Reedsville by a point. Uh, Both teams undefeated. But it looks like Grimsley's schedule played a role in them moving up to number one. And it has been a long time since the Whirlies have seen the number one in front of them in the newspaper as the number one seed in the poll. Yeah, it's. Uh, I guess I was a little bit surprised, but I think it's it's kind of a, a body of work thing at this point. I The last two weeks, I will admit... My vote in the poll was for Grimsley at number one, and believe me, that is no knock against Reedsville. Um, the Rams, all they've done is beaten their three opponents 160 to zero. Uh, we, we were talking about this before we started the podcast. That uh, twice in I think it's the last five years, Reedsville has shut out their conference in uh, the regular season. Can they shut out their entire schedule during the regular season? I don't know. They've got uh, Rockingham County this week. Uh, teams to look ahead to maybe on their schedule. They do have Eastern Guilford and they play two really good 1As. And then you think, ah, 2A playing a 1A. When you're playing East Surrey, that's a, that's a very good football team. That's a top 5 to top 10 team in 1A every year. And Mount Airy, they're a little bit down this year, but that's also a strong program. But really, I mean, they may not shut those people out, but it's really hard to, to imagine that Reedsville would not be 11-0 going into the playoffs. But it's not their fault that High Point Central is down this year. They beat them. Uh, they're obligated to play McMichael, Moorhead, and Rockingham County. They've played two of those three already. They get Rockingham County this week. Not really their fault on the schedule, but I, I gave credit to Grimsley for uh, a sound beating of a pretty good Northern Guilford team, 34 uh, nothing. They rolled 55-21 over a, an Eastern Guilford team that was unbeaten going into their matchup last week. Their other win was against Ashboro, which is a little bit down. Former Page coach uh, Kevin Gillespie trying to rebuild things down there. But for me, Grimsley, it's just how much how they've dominated good competition that. I gave them a slight edge over Reedsville, but if I could have voted co-number ones, I might have gone that way. Yeah, I mean, look, honestly, at this point, nothing would surprise me when it comes to Reedsville. If they shut out their whole regular season schedule, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shock me. I mean, they've done the the conference the last couple of years. Uh, oh, what's well, not to say that they can't shut out their regular season schedule? I mean, they're by far. In my opinion, uh, uh, in the northern half of the state, if you're going to cut the state north and south, they're mm-hmm. by far the best two-way team in the northern half of the state. Obviously, uh, the down south, there are a couple of pretty good teams that they see every year. And uh, Well, and Shelby always right. seems to fall into 2AA now, and they end up in 2A. 2A. And both of, of the the programs that consider themselves, you know, the benchmark in North Carolina. It seems like now each get get another title to add to their list every right. year and you know, it just keeps rolling along and unless there's a big enrollment change at either either school, they're likely to still be split that way for at least another year, but then who knows what the next realignment's going to bring. Hopefully we find out some news on how many classifications we're going to have, what that process is going to look like. That could change things again completely, and they might be back together. Who knows? But you know, that Reedsville team, we talked about it last year. At anybody in 2A that had designs on a state title, 
last year or these next two years really needed to be Reedsville last year because with all of the young talent they had on that team, all of the fantastic sophomores and juniors, they're a force. They, they are what we thought they would be this year so far. And like I said, them being number two is no knock on them. It's just how impressive Grimsley's been. Uh, I 100% agree. And, and the thing with Grimsley is this week now a huge test ahead of them. Uh, Southeast Guilford, yes, not the same Southeast Guilford team right. that played for uh, a championship last year. However, this is a good Southeast Guilford team. Um, but Grimsley, in my opinion, is a great football team right yeah. now. They are playing like they are a great team. And until they prove to us otherwise, uh, I have no reason to believe that Grimsley's going to lose this game. Yeah, confidence is high at Jamison Stadium, to say the least. Uh, this week and for some of the games moving ahead this year, they're, they're going to go back to uh, splitting the stadium. They want visiting fans to come in at the scoreboard end, and they're going to have the stadium kind of split in half, and, and they want visitors to stay on one side, home on the other. Uh, that's a function of how many people they're expecting at these games. The game that we can circle on our calendars right now, October 4th, East Forsyth, the reigning 4A state champion, and Grimsley. Uh, that even if Grimsley is unbeaten going into that one, that is going to be the test. And and a really good test for East Forsyth. I mean, they, they don't duck anybody either. Uh, tough schedules, and those are the kind of games that people can really get excited about. Uh, for sure. And uh, you can bet your bottom dollar I'm going to be at that game because uh, I'm not missing that one. It, yeah. That is going to be fantastic. And uh, you're going to see a lot of size in that game. Uh, probably two of the bigger teams that you'll see in the triad going head-to-head with big guys that can really move. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for that one. But let's keep it to this week. Uh, Northwestern Northern rivalry game. Yeah, yeah. And and a friendly rivalry with the two coaches. Uh, Now it's a friendly rivalry. Well, yeah, right. Wasn't always. Wasn't always, but (laughs) Kevin Wallace at Northwest Guilford, uh, Eric Westberg at Northern Guilford, those guys go way back. They're they're good friends. Uh, Game week is a little different story, but uh, this should be a good game. Northwest uh, got off to the 2-0 start, dropped a game last week, 38-28. Struggled offensively. They got some. Their, most of their scoring was special teams and uh, and turnovers against uh, Southeast, a 38-28 loss at Southeast. So they're not 3-0, which we thought they might have been, and they were last year when they played Northern Guilford. Northern Guilford could have uh, seen their season go sideways after that 34 nothing loss. To open the season at Grimsley, they came back, won at page 16-14 the next week, uh, beat Ragsdale last week. It seems like they're they're pretty solidly uh, rolling now, and they know who they are. And you know this this is a big rivalry game. It has been ever since Northern Guilford opened up in 2007. Uh, they're bordering attendance zones, if you want to look at it that way, in Guilford County. And it has been a good rivalry. Students get into it. Just just a good game to look forward to. Uh, the other games that I want to focus on, Durham Hillside at number three, Dudley. Uh, the Panthers, 2-1. and one. They're starting to come alive a little bit, have some confidence coming off of a beatdown of Page. Uh, what were your opinions of the Dudley Panthers, and is this a team that can hold Hillside in check, a, a program that has traditionally given close games to Dudley? Yeah, Hillside is, is a team that uh, Dudley coach Stephen Davis likes to play because they have the kind of athletes and size and speed that give Dudley a look at what they're going to see in the playoffs and the kind of teams that they're going to face there and the way Dudley approaches their football season is getting ready for the playoffs and that, that's a safe assumption on their part. But uh, Dudley showed flashes last week 
in the win against Page and doing the kind of things that they need to do. Jameer Slade hit a couple a couple of long passes, one on a, if you haven't seen it, look for it online, a one-handed catch by Makai Wall down the right sideline where uh, Wall was being interfered with. There was a flag thrown on the play. Couldn't use his left arm because it was being held. Reached up with his right arm, speared the ball, used the ball and his arm to, to shed the defender who was interfering with him. Shed another defender, took off 64-yard touchdown. He also caught a 28-yarder uh, later in the first quarter. Those are the kind of plays, once they hit that first one, it loosened things up for the Dudley run game. All of a sudden, Marlon Darby's gashing you. Uh, Miles Smith is gashing you. Milan Summers is running. Deshaun Wilhite's blowing through the line for eight, seven, eight yards a pop. Up to that point, Page was loading the box, daring them to throw. If they can just hit a couple of those a game... One of those a game early, that's enough to loosen things up and make that Dudley team look like we thought they were going to look. And their defense, as long as they don't have to be on the field for as many snaps as they had to at West Forsyth and a loss in their opener, that defense is going to be fine. Uh, The last game I want to discuss here with you, Joe, is Page and Eastern Guilford, both teams coming off of uh, bad losses. Um, Decisive losses. Decisive losses uh, is probably a better way of putting it. However... The question I have for you is, is this a must-win game for Page? It's it's getting there. Um, with the conference, the Metro 4A, they're obviously going to have to deal with Grimsley, and that is now a season regular season-ending game. November 8th, I believe it's the 8th this year is when that falls, but that'll end the regular season. But the other three games in the conference, Ragsdale, Northwest Guilford, High Point Central, are all winnable games for Page. So regardless almost of what they do during the non-conference portion of their schedule, which is a seven-game non-conference, and it's as tough a non-conference schedule as anybody in the state is going to face. This game at Eastern Guilford's an example of it. But for their confidence, for not wanting to uh, get to the conference schedule, feeling like their season is over, even though it's not, yeah, this is a game that they kind of need to win. Last week, of their three games was the first one where they really were not in the game in the fourth quarter, and that's something that they're going to have to deal with, that they're going to have to get things righted on. Javondre Page came back off of a concussion that knocked him out early in their loss to Northern. They did not play Alonzo Barnett. I was a little surprised at that. I thought he would get a few reps. I don't know if Javondre's healthy if you want to start him at a place like Dudley for his first varsity start, but I thought he would get in a few plays, but I think it said more about... uh, with things not going great, wanting to put him in positions where he can succeed, I think he'll get that opportunity this week against Eastern Guilford. And no, no way is Javondre Page and a couple of other guys on that team, J.L. Melton running back, uh, Isaiah Oglesby, Demarcus Bailey on defense, they're not responsible totally for this 0-3 start. You kind of are who you are, but they've all played well. It's been up front, particularly on the offensive line where they've struggled. They've had at least five, six drop passes every game, and that's something where they have to get better. But they're a young team, uh, four or five guys starting on offense and defense who are sophomores. That's going to pay off in the long run, a little bit like the 2014 Page team, the last one that really struggled, and then was in a state championship game the next year. I don't see quite that quick a turnaround, but if you don't want to lose those young guys, if you don't want to get them into bad habits, you need to start winning. And from Eastern Guilford's standpoint, 
boy, they they really were humbled by Grimsley last week, and they've got a, a, a fine quarterback in Kamel Smith, a good running back, Hezekiah Newby, a few other talented guys on that team. Uh, Christian Smitherman does things for them as a defensive back and receiver, but they are also pretty young. And they don't want to see their season start to go sideways after that loss to Grimsley. They don't want to drop two in a row. And all of a sudden, they're reeling as they head toward their conference schedule where they're still going to have to deal with Southeast Guilford again. So that's, yeah. (laughs) Getting back to your original question, must win? Yes, pretty darn close. Well, Joe, uh, who's going to be where this week? Well, I'm going to be enjoying that Southeast Guilford Grimsley game at Jamison Stadium. Uh, Tim Nash is going to be helping us out this week. He is going to be at the Page Eastern Guilford game. Jeff Mills, our uh, A&T football writer, UNCG basketball writer, general all-around good guy, good writer. He will be at uh, Northern Guilford, Johnny Roscoe Stadium, for the matchup with Northwest Guilford. And you, sir? I will be uh, at the Durham Hillside Dublin game. So uh, I'll get to see if the Panthers can... uh get a couple games, uh, uh, get a few games above 500, or if uh, they will be at the 500 mark after another non-conference game. So it'll be... Two words for you. Fish fry. I am excited. It will be yes. great to uh, to get a plate. Maybe we'll get a review of the plate. Uh, we'll probably score a uh, 10 out of 10, but to be determined. Good deal. That'll do it for this edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk podcast. For my partner, Joe Serrera, I'm Spencer Turkin. So long until next week. Take care, everybody.